Jack, Levi. The Book Club from Hell. Hello everyone, this is Jack, and you're listening to The Book Club from Hell. This episode, we're trying something different. We're revisiting some of the thinkers we've encountered thus far, and putting them head-to-head in a series of sacred games. The first of these games, what you'll be listening to today, is called What Would Jesus Do? The setup is as follows. We collected a series of hot-button issues, the type that everyone loves to have a calm, temperate discussion about. We then assembled a list of all the people whose works we have read for this podcast. Now, for each issue, Levi and I both randomly assigned one of these thinkers, and we have to argue the topic from the perspective of our assigned thinker. Bronze Age pervert, the Unabomber, Juan Pesadas, the intergalactic communist, Varg Vikanes, Terence McKenna, the stoner, Benito Mussolini, Julius Evola, Ilona Selka, the dolphin whisperer, Franco Seduction, the world-famous pickup artist, Mike Ma, the future Nobel laureate for literature. They've got a whole lot of opinions, and we try to channel these opinions to sometimes surprising results. So I now inaugurate these sacred games, our 14th episode. Enjoy. Going to attempt a debate, having to channel my high school debating skills as uh, Benito Mussolini or something. Look, just, we're probably just going to end up talking to each other half in the half in the person Mussolini or something like that. E- extra just... points for the accents, if you Julius, <laughs> or, or if you're if you're Terence, if you're Terence McKenna, extra points for Terence's voice. I can't speak Norwegian. Can't do both. <laughs> Um, okay, great. Well, uh, should we go with our first one? <laughs> our first one, yeah. So who are you for this? Uh, on this one, I am Ted the Unabomber Kaczynski. And I'm Benito Mussolini. And we're going to be talking about gun ownership. <laughs> shall, shall, uh, who wants to, should we do affirmative, uh, no, or should I, we just I, say I what, their, just, what their point of view would just, be? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Okay. We can just argue with each other. I, as Benito Mussolini, believe very strongly <laughs> in an absolute fascist state. Yes. And just a citizen's ability to own a gun and resist me is just repulsive. Now, that's interesting. Do you... What if the citizen is completely compliant with the state? If they're, if they're totally subsumed into the state... Then that'd be okay, but I just don't know why they'd need to have a gun at home <laughs> rather than me dispensing the guns to them when we need a strongly expansionist border policy. And these days with the sort of encryption and fingerprinting technology and like genetic uh, like biomarkers, you mm. could make it so that the guns are specifically assigned to each individual. Each individual, yeah. It can only be activated within certain parameters. And if they're insufficiently loyal, it just explodes in their hand and kills them. So the yeah, exactly. So if... With some technological caveats, it <laughs> might be okay, but my feeling is old Benito would probably prefer guns to be stored in a central location controlled by fascist authorities. <laughs> I, so the, the population is disempowered. Well, I, as Ted the Unabomber Kaczynski, <laughs> strongly advocate that citizens, all citizens, should be allowed to own their own guns and actually should wield those guns and other form of munitions to destroy the state and destroy your technological infrastructure. I can definitely see where that comes from, but modern would modern firearms qualify as organisation-dependent technologies? Because I mean, I Mm. couldn't make an M4 at home. 
<laughs> I, I just can't do it. So I don't they would I don't have know to be the rest- as I long. I don't know anything about metallurgy. <laughs> as long as the munitions that you can create. So maybe their muskets are okay. I think mu- citizens can own muskets. All those like you know those guns you see where they just have like a bit of wood and a pipe and they just fill it with gunpowder and put a rock in it or something. Wrap like the gunpowder in tissue paper or something. Yeah, exactly. Stop it down. So yeah. those sort of guns because pipe bombs, but also. See, now, does Ted Kaczynski think that Ted Kaczynski rejects all the technology? He didn't even really use... Because he could have used more technology than he did to do the bombings that he did. Mm. So, presumably, yes. I, as Ted Kaczynski, would be advocating low technological arming of citizens. (laughs) I guess context is pretty important, too. So, like with the Mussolini example, context is important. Is it right now where you have a population who aren't good fascists or is it <laughs> after they've been conditioned to be spiritual fascists because that what that, conditions that would change whether he thinks that citizens should have guns or not and in a similar way for kaczynski are these guns so that people can rise up and destroy technology before or it are they us? to or is this enforce the fascist state <laughs> or is this or is this after technology has been overthrown and we're living in a primitive primitive paradise and well he's an anarcho primitivist so presumably think, he's a realist I about thought, needing I thought to he was but apparently he thinks that anarcho primitivists are dumb but i don't know enough <laughs> about anarcho primitivism i think we need to read more anarcho primitivists on this anyway, show <laughs> the context is important so Kaczynski as well. Does he think? Does Kaczynski think that there'll just be like magical paradise where nobody wants to fight each other after? Kind of like the Marxists, like Pesetas. Hmm. I don't think he said any. I don't think he said anything about that. At least in the manifesto, he might say something about it in technological society. We definitely need to read technological society. He seemed, society he seemed so we can to regard technology destroying the human spirit as a greater or a bigger danger than individuals killing each other mm. outside of the state. I think we can agree that both uh, Kaczynski and Benito would be against high technology uh, arms in the hands of people. Kaczynski on the grounds that it's high technology mm. and Benito on the grounds that it's empowering the citizens. <laughs> it's empowering the citizens. <laughs> Depends how, if they're so high tech that they can only be pointed outside the borders, <laughs> then I think he probably might like them. Should we uh, go to the next one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Try to roll for you. Just keep, just keep a tally. All right. What's number two? <laughs> I don't know if either of these people will have any opinion on this. Number 12? Number 12. <laughs> Tasmanian secession. So we've, we've Tasmanian secession. <laughs> For those of you not in the know, we do have a lot of Australian listeners, but we have even more non-Australian listeners. Tasmania is the little island like, below the southeast of the Australian mainland. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Tasmanian secession. Has anyone actually seriously proposed Tasmanian no, secession? No, there's WA secession. I've never really heard of yeah. any, any... I've never heard anybody <laughs> advocating Tasmanian I'm pretty sure... I wouldn't be surprised if Tasmania has a net uh, drain or a net consumption on, like, resources compared mm. to the mainland. So they're probably being subsidised. But it looks really nice. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. Anyway, so who are you this time? <laughs> well, I'm Selkie. 
And I'm Terence McKenna. <laughs> I don't, I don't think have anything to do with Australia. I don't think Selkie would have any opinions on this. <laughs> We've got to work out. Okay. Terence McKenna, there are, I think it's, oh, what is it? It's, um, I think Subarugianosa is the species of psychedelic mushroom that grows there, in Tasmania. There are a lot of great psychedelics really, down there. And they're really, really potent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down in Tassie, they've got great mushrooms. So, um, <laughs> Terence would be all over that. Don't know what impact that would have on <laughs> thinks Tasmania should see uh, Well, Selkie... So, what about so Australia broadly? Yes. Dominated culture. Definitely bad. dominated culture. Yeah. Mostly, it's... Pastoralism is all about... Stomping on, uh, stomping on, sort of native forest turning yeah, into Yeah, yeah. So grazing. I guess, I guess, insofar as Tasmania seceding would weaken Australia, yeah, would weaken a dominated state. Then I guess Terence McKenna would be for it. But I'm really <laughs> 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 in connection between Terence McKenna and Tasmanian secession. I think. Uh... What about Selkie, Selkie, Selkie would, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) There's whales, definitely whales. Yeah, they're close enough. I feel like occasionally they do. Oh, maybe dolphins don't like it. It's pretty cold down there. (laughs) It's definitely not like Hawaii. (laughs) But I think that Selkie would have like an inward spiritual journey and speak to the spirit of Tasmania. Yeah, what would Tasmania? And go on a cruise on the spirit of Tasmania to Tasmania. Mania to speak to the actual spirit of Tasmania. I don't know if Selkin mm. would go because she wouldn't go snorkeling <laughs> in Tasmania because she can. only ever goes snorkeling in warm environments. And Tasmanian water is really fucking cold. It's pretty fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing south of Tasmania is Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, I I think she would. Uh, you know what? Maybe. That's interesting because they've got a lot of they've got a lot of salmon farming. They're not training the salmon very well down there, are they? Well, she doesn't. She doesn't, doesn't give a shit, shit about, about the salmon. What she about, cares about the dolphins, yeah, the dolphins and the and dolphin and other cephalopods? Mm. <laughs> uh, wait, cephalopod? No, that's like no, no, squids like, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, uh, whatever the dolphin genus is. Anyways, yeah, uh, I don't think she would have any opinions on it. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. The conclusive answer, Terence McKenna probably wouldn't give a shit. I'll just say that And Selkie would probably just be cooked. Yeah, well, they'd both be cooked. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Am I? And our our next topic is trans athletes in sport. And we have Julius Evler versus... I'm I'm Benito Mussolini again. (laughs) Again. (laughs) I feel like uh, we would just agree. And they would very, very strongly agree to shut that shit down. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have women competing in sport. In the first you shouldn't place. have trans people. So, either, so let's start with just the basics. Women. Benito Mussolini, pro I, women in sport. Evla. I, I don't know for sure. Women are not allowed to compete in the Olympics, in the in the games, in yeah, the spirit, the, spiritual the, games. Yeah, the sacred games. In the yeah. sacred games. I don't know with Mussolini. Was there... Were there Olympic Games when Mussolini was the dictator of Italy and did they send a female contingent? That's a great question. I mean, my phone's Which I have absolutely no, no. no way of okay. answering okay. off so the let's, top let's just, of my head. Let's, let's assume that 
they did send them. <laughs> so that'd be okay. So maybe that's a point at which there'll be some disagreement that... I, f- I feel like that was primarily, if he did, Benito would have done that primarily as a, uh, just a prop- beat, propaganda. Just to beat the decadent West. Yeah, yeah. So maybe if trans athletes in women's sports beat everyone else, would Mussolini send them to the Olympics? So a uh, trans woman flag? competing in, in the female sports, yeah. Benito would be happy on the grounds of flexing. Basically, just, just being on, on the stage of history, <laughs> <laughs> using using trans women in female sports. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably not. I'm just saying this so there's not trying total to, agreement. Because Evla would just say no. no. Yeah. <laughs> Evla is just no. Counts, no. <laughs> and but would he be okay? Is is there? See, the interesting thing is, would Ulysses Evla? He he thinks. You see, he was kind of a trans right activist before trans right activists mm. even existed because he believed that a woman could become a man, but ontologically. No, he didn't. Yeah, well, no. No, because a, yes. a woman can only be ontologically transformed if she, if she relates to a man in the capacity of the mother or, or the, the lover. lover. But if she, and, and she throws herself upon a funeral pyre... But you don't become a man... You're yes, ontologically I transformed. So. <laughs> you partake of your husband's ontological transformation, but you don't become a man. Is that kind of like proto-trans? No, I think, like... <laughs> I think the gender roles in is still very, very rigidly defined. So an ontological transformation is not spiritual gender reassignment? I feel no, like... I don't reckon. No? I don't reckon there, no? are, there are terms So what are you being ontologically transformed into? Well, something else, but you're still, you're still female. <laughs> you're still, you're an ontologically transformed woman. So this is kind of like, yeah, interesting. Well, if that is the correct interpretation of, of Evola, and if there's any, if there's any Evola experts, please, please, <laughs> please feel free to chime in and give a perspective. If there are any experts there. on any of these things, <laughs> let us know. We're not, we're not experts in any of this. No. Our only qualification is that we're actually willing to read it. <laughs> <laughs> willing is a strong word. <laughs> Hopefully, if we read enough of these things, we'll build up enough of a knowledge of just bizarre books that we will be able to discuss these fairly comfortably. <laughs> no, I... Okay, well, in that case, Evel is just straight up no. Oh, he, he's, he's a hard, <laughs> it's a hard no, no on so many levels. <laughs> Benito, I would say, in all likelihood, would be a no, but... For, I think I think Evola would just if, be if a, you could use it to upstage the decadent liberal democratic world. And see, this Olympics, is why maybe... Evola did not think that Benito and the Italian fascists yeah. were fascist enough. They weren't. Super they fascist. weren't spiritual super fascists. They weren't super fascists. Again, like another Julius. another iteration of the weakness of humans. Me humans. Okay, decadence um, aside. Yeah. Next. Yeah, yeah. Let's give this a try. BAP vs. Evola. Number one. St- <laughs> structural <laughs> budget, budget <laughs> deficits. <laughs> Bronze Age pervert. And here. I am Julius Evola. Well, Evola's getting a real run for his money, I isn't he? I don't think either of them would give a shit about this. Oh, actually, no, 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 no. Sorry. Yeah. I'm not... I have... Well, I don't know what BAP would think, but I have... <laughs> I have an inkling of what Bronze Age pervert might think of this. In terms of Evola, I don't think he gives a shit about it. <laughs> Whether the government is spending more money than it takes in through taxation. 
What would what would Bronze Age Perth? I reckon. I reckon if he because he seems to like that acceleration stuff. He would like, like it like, like, from from that perspective. From an accelerationist like perspective, if it gets you closer to societal collapse by just running up bigger and bigger and bigger debts that you can't pay back, which which it is. <laughs> yeah, which is. I mean, you've probably seen both of our economic proclivities coming through, and we say we worry about budget deficits. But yeah, yeah. Bronze, I suppose in I his suppose perspective, he'd just be saying, if he's from the accelerationist perspective, he'd just be like, yeah, let them print as much as they want. And then we, the good old pirate kings, will mm, come around yeah, in yeah. the golden age of piracy and military dictatorship and Cause they can still beat, beat them all. Bronze Age perfect. Shitty can still, fiat currency. Can still have his white nationalist Boy Scouts club to go hiking in the mountains and things like that, irrespective of how much. In fact, the he might even advocate the Boy Scout club, a Boy Scout club, mm. getting fiat printed money subsidies, mm. yeah, which yeah. would ex- both ex- help the acceleration mm. and fund his boys club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Julius Evola, I just, I just don't see him giving a shit. <laughs> I don't think he had a single like least, brain cell to put towards the finances of of a state because he, he, <laughs> he wrote never... what like twenty five plus books or something. We've read one of them. In the other twenty four books, he might have said something about <laughs> government, something spending, about macroeconomic policy at, or something. At, <laughs> at least in Revolt Against the Modern World, he didn't say anything about it. But running big old budget deficits. Is oh, no governments have always done this, but it's it's not an exclusively modern thing. But we're doing it now, and because it's being done now, it means he probably wouldn't like it. Yeah, because he just hates everything that's done now. <laughs> Next one. All Next right. one. Oh, this will be number three. Same-sex marriage. <laughs> Terence McKenna and versus... I'm Valerie Solanas. Yeah, this will be an interesting. One. Hmm. Valerie Solanas. <laughs> woman, woman. I don't know what she thinks of the institution of marriage. I'm just going to assume that she didn't like it. Probably. But probably thinks it's patriarchal. But okay, so re- if you remove the patriarchal element by killing all men, <laughs> then no. a, a, a a groovy, bitchy, impetuous partnership <laughs> between funky females would be pretty cool. No, but she said that she that. True love is platonic love, and that when there's oh, only women, they won't be they won't be sexy love. You don't have to have sex when you're married. I mean, isn't? I mean, true, <laughs> everyone wants to. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> so you just it just be like being best friends, be groovy, yes. funky, if, universe digging best if, friends. If we read <laughs> that, don't have sex. Yeah. <laughs> all females it's a platonic marriage, and all men are dead, or they're in the stage of. Being burnouts, like just wandering around, yeah, unemployed, high on drugs, yeah, killing other men, getting shamed. and doing that weird e girl thing she was talking about, where <laughs> all men could just tune in and watch a woman of their choosing at any point. Did you talk about? Yeah, that? yeah, e girl thirst traps before e girl <laughs> thirst traps sort of thing. So funny. Uh, I uh, think then she. I'll... I'll very tentatively, with a lot of caveats, say that <laughs> she'd be okay with woman, woman, same-sex marriage if marriage were quite strictly defined as <laughs> funky platonic friendships between groovy females. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that Terence McKenna, he would be pro-marriage, but not necessarily in the current patriarchal mm. sense. I would imagine that he'd be very pro because, as Solana says, he's a filthy hippie. <laughs> <laughs> hippie, that's right. He, he would be pro 
polygyny or polygamy mm. and it, you would maybe be able to have a wife or wives mm. would he be okay with uh, do you reckon he'd share his polygyny? wife though? sorry do you reckon he'd share his wife so that's the thing like no, every no, every guy who's into world. polygamy is okay with sharing other people's wives yeah I don't know if they're okay uh, presumably I mean you'd think so because otherwise it, the game theory just wouldn't work out well, or unless you, you just have say, one guy just cut given you everybody. That, given, that most of the, <laughs> given that most of the world is at least serial monogamous, it, at least in terms of what it professes, yeah, it, what, what it says you should be doing, at least implicitly, you'd think then that guys aren't comfortable with sharing. <laughs> yeah, so presumably he would say everybody can get married, but they're polygamous. And if we're all taken, it'll be okay. No, here's the thing. It will be okay because we'll all be taking mushrooms. And, and mushrooms orders. make you horny. And yeah. So, yeah. So, the answer is, yes, we can all have wives. But we're going to share mm, our wives yeah, because yeah. because we're all going to be high on mushrooms. Well, well, but he's interested in same-sex marriage. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure he's cool with that as well, I mean, isn't he? I don't... He didn't say anything homophobic. I'm sure he's fine with that. I can imagine he was probably chill with... Yeah. So, I can imagine from that perspective, yeah, the only stumbling block would be... Is marriage in its current instantiation a relic of dominator culture used to oppress women? It definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like everything is is definitely a dominator culture <laughs> in Terence's in Terrence's it's point of view. Yeah, because especially he was writing in the seventies, right? All the way up mm. to the nineties. Yeah. He probably saw it as like an ownership uh, mm. relationship. But does that apply in a same sex setting? Like who owns who in a same sex setting? Hard to say. Two guys. It's just an infinite recursion of ownership <laughs> of each other. <laughs> the ownership just gets exponentially worse. And with two women, it's perfect. Because in Terence Land, women are in touch with Mother Gaia, oh, yeah, Mother Nature, right. yeah. the vegetable consci- consciousness, the, the mushroom complex of the planet. gnosis. <laughs> and yeah. so that just gets infinitely good. So, yes, I think he would like that. And maybe, maybe, maybe also, same-sex marriage with mushrooms. He would like might uh, just make everybody horny, right? Mm. I think that's what he. he I likes. guess yeah. <laughs> with Terence, ultimately, he have to ask, what would the effect on taking psychedelics be? And because same-sex marriage doesn't really <laughs> affect that, I think he he wouldn't care. So you're fine, whatever, do it he might even be pro because there's been there in some in some uh, pre-modern cultures i've seen mm. the argument that there is more uh gender fluidity and uh but i don't know if there's same-sex marriage though yeah so it's hard to say but it's also fluid. these sorts of people tend to be very selective with their reading of uh pre pre-modern cultures so you mean the mushroom man of the mushroom man. they tend to ignore <laughs> things like uh skirmishes to still wives and stuff like that yeah <laughs> you're saying that the island of crete didn't know war for thousands of years because they were eating mushrooms sure they didn't <laughs> <laughs> all right next one all right what's number topic four? number four gun ownership again <laughs> this time we've got valerie solanus and i'm Ilana Selka. okay so I know what Ilana Selka would say. Guns are bad. No one should have guns. I don't want guns. I will image transform guns. So that all I do is shoot flowers at people. <laughs> image Done. transform them. Done. Well, Solanus would say, yeah, but only women should have guns so yeah. they can shoot all the men. Yeah. Okay, that, that was an easy one, actually. Nice. <laughs> Two people strong and on this. we both strongly disagree. <laughs> 
is it's irreconcilable. Yeah. And in the disagreement between the two, I can imagine Solana's getting very animated, and shouting, yeah. threatening violence, and Selka just <laughs> meditating and turning into a beam of light and <laughs> talking to like a 200 dimensional being. <laughs> next one, next one, next yeah. one. Pesadus versus Benito. Benito, and the topic is rap, rap corrupting our youth. So I'm Mussolini. I'm for the third time Mussolini. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to be Mussolini? I'll be Benito. Right. And I'll be Juan Pesadas. So Juan They're Pes- both very pro big government. Do, what and do they both think of- quite conservative. Juan Pesadas was very sexually conservative, at least when it came to him not having sex with a lot of women. Mm, yes. That was the exception. <laughs> so Pesadas, um, I feel like... I just, I, I just can't imagine Pesadas getting into Suicide Boys or something like that. <laughs> no, no, and I think Benito Mussolini, uh, given how uh, anti-authoritarian uh, um, a lot of rap is, I think he would mm. absolutely outlaw that shit. And I think NWA's he... "fuck the police" <laughs> would have meant straight to the concentration camp with you, yeah, or yeah. straight in front of a firing squad. <laughs> there wouldn't, there wouldn't be any biggie, <laughs> Tupac. No, yeah, no. and also Benito wasn't the kindest person to black people. No. And it's still a predominantly black genre of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even with drill and stuff these days. <laughs> Have you listened to any drill? So Not much Australian drill. drill. One four. <laughs> so, but again, like... I don't listen... It, the it, furthest it, I've gone with rap will be like <laughs> City Morgue or Suicide Boys or something like that. Something with enough metal influence that I can get into it. Yeah, no, I, th- I think Benito would just shut that shit down. Yeah, yeah, you're not allowed to do that. I, I think, in fact, he might have even just been like... Had, had a very, like, uh, cons... Like, uh, this is Italian, say, because he's mm. Italian. this is Italian music. This sort of what about music Italian, Italian. Have you ever heard Italian? Would he rap? like Italian rap? I've I've listened if to French rap. I like French rap. If it's about the necessity to build an absolute fascist, state, <laughs> <laughs> fascist and Italian rap, what's the fascist Italian rap scene? <laughs> Which is see if there is one. There <laughs> might actually be a genre out there. Actually, with Pesadas, because you remember he had that thing about modern art. Now was. Are you going and to how, take him as Italian or Argentinian? Wait, Pesadas? Pesadas, yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he, was, he was from Argentina. He lived in yeah. Rome in the yeah. last part of his life. But yeah. He had that section on modern art and how he didn't like Cubism. Mm. Because now, pre-Pesadas, pre-Marxism, it was okay to, to have abstract art because you were looking for... A social, what was a social relation that didn't yet exist? You were trying to escape the world. Mm. But <laughs> after the advent of really good social relations under Marxism, particular, particularly under Pesadism, <laughs> all art should be representing that realism, the realism of Pesadism, the perf, the perfection. And so, I just, I, I guess you could, could, I mean, if you're, I guess if you're rapping about interdimensional. Flying saucer aliens who or who love Trotsky. Talking to dolphins. Yeah, talking to dolphins about being the necessity of continuous... The end of rhythm. predation by yeah. <laughs> the animal kingdom. Then I guess that'd be okay. It's With Pesadas, it would really, really hinge on the lyrical content. 
Yeah, and whether or not it, it happens yeah. before or after the, s- the, the world revolution. They about the need to centralise economic planning. <laughs> to, to nuke the capitalist so pigs. Guess, yeah, so the, Do you reckon he'd like the rap produced by child soldiers? The beats made by an 11-year-old oh, vet. In, in, like, Congo or something. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess two questions here. What's the Italian fascist rap scene like? <laughs> what's, what's the Poseidon Marxist rap scene like? Because and these thinkers' positions, yeah, these thinkers' positions really would rest on that. Uh, and pre-world revolution, are they singing? Are they like producing rap that is taking down the system? Mm. You know, like the accelerationists and the fucking capitalist pigs. Because he'd probably be pro that sort of rap. Yeah, like because he supported anyone who opposed. America, really. Yeah. So there's rap like that, and there's kind of mm. metal rap like that, you know, like Rage Against the Machine. You'd probably be get around that. Mm. And then post-World Revolution, as long as the rap is reinforced. It would, it would need to be exclusively there. Or it's victory rap, saying like, yeah, fuck them, we crushed the capitalists. Mm, yeah. Spit bars about blowing up the world. <laughs> uh, all right. Number 11, Number 11. Western companies in bed with CCP. Oh, this will be pretty good. So, uh, we've got I'm the Unabomber and I'm Bronze Age pervert. So Bronze mm, Age pervert a good one. doesn't like the Chinese. Very much. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that's a political disagreement. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, well, the Chinese, the Chinese Communist Party is from China, and Firstly. for Bronze Age pervert, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a lot of Bronze Age mindset was about how the, the Chinese, the nobility of a man, is directly proportional to how much space you require. <laughs> Chinese people don't need much space. But he also likes. So, uh, he also likes uh, ethnic homogeneity. Homogeneity, yeah. And look, the, and the, the, Chinese the Han Chinese. Party, the Chinese Communist Party is all about that ethnic They, they really love ethnic ca- homogeneity. Carrying out a genocide. They love it so China. much that there is only one ethnicity in China. Yeah. Didn't you know that, There's Jack? the right one. And there's the, they're all and the ones that don't exist. All, all the ones that don't or won't exist. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's part of what he would think of Western companies in bed with the Chinese Communist Party. He doesn't think that... He doesn't like the Chinese, and so we shouldn't be... Giving him money. However, he likes piracy. And I wonder whether... <laughs> Does he like a, digital piracy? A, a, a <laughs> because company we definitely the... bought his book. We did not pirate it. I actually did buy it. I yeah. spent 13 Australian dollars on it. Excellent. Good work, Jack. <laughs> but, 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 so a Western company enjoying all of the benefits of Western infrastructure and political stability, fund, helping to fund and build up a hostile foreign power in China... That's kind of like a pirate. That's at least pirate-adjacent behaviour. It's quite mercenary. <laughs> yes. I wonder whether that aspect he would be at least somewhat sympathetic to. Because there's also an accelerationist angle. Yes. He might, he, he might be pro it. Hmm. I think that uh, Unabomber would be just, just, <laughs> totally. just totally against every, every part of this. He'd probably, probably be mailing bombs to both the capitalists pigs down at Warner Brothers goddamn mm. bending the knee and apologising he'd probably be mailing bombs to the CCP in Beijing and he'd pr- you know what just to say fuck them all he'd probably be mailing bombs to Taiwan as well so- <laughs> <laughs> well they've got huge microchip um, fab plants there so. you go they've got huge microchip plants in Taiwan 
<laughs> Ted Kaczynski would be bombing those as well. <laughs> it's not a very, it's not a very uh, productive person, is he? Well, you mean productive? At least, at least in the technological capitalist context, he's explicitly anti-productivity. He would regard it as a good thing. Yeah, Bronze Age pervert, complex. Complex. I'm not sure how he would feel about it. Unabomber's pretty easy to figure yeah, out. He's, he's normally just like, let's uh, let's tear it down. Yeah. Probably. Part but, of it is because Bronze Age mindset is not the most coherent book. Whereas the Unabomber Manifesto was actually quite clear. Yeah. Yeah. Is he was pretty pretty goal directed. Yeah, I guess Bronze Age Bronze Age mindset, what would a drunken reading of nature like you think of the situation and that would give you at least some idea what would a drunken drunken radio of nature depends depends which way you revaluate those values (laughs) alright that's uh, next one alright what does Franco from uh, Practical Female Psychology Ilona Selka from Wisdom of the Dolphins think about mass immigration (laughs) Selka I think she'd be open door open borders well, she is German, of German descent, right? Yeah. And yeah. she's living in the US, presumably. I think she's in the US at the moment. That's, it seemed like she talks about like being in Arizona yeah. and uh, Hawaii. So and she stuff. likes floating around herself. Dolphins don't know borders. They'll cross whatever border you want. They don't give a shit. Well, yeah. They've transcended borders. They're, yeah. They've transcended technology in order to communicate across the planet. So they're on another level. Yeah, I think it was whales she was saying for yeah. thousands of years have had a global communication yeah. <laughs> network without the use of technology. We've got to take that on board. <laughs> <laughs> the implications of that. It's very important. Uh, so I think her view is pretty clear. She'd say, yeah, let everyone in. Let her, <laughs> let them all in. <laughs> Selkie's we've like, got, Selkie's like the only nice person. That only nice person, with. but she'd fucking collapse the welfare state. <laughs> you want a welfare state? Let's let everyone in have no borders. <laughs> See how that works out. <laughs> uh, but you can just image transform the image transform national product image, into image, image super wealth. Yeah, image transform the budget. Into increase our I think that's what Joe Biden's been doing for yeah, like six months. I think that's called quantitative. <laughs> I think we've worked out how to do that. Oh, uh, yeah, Keynes, the original image transformer. Uh, and and Franco, Franco, let me think. I feel All like. All of that foreign pussy. Oh, <laughs> so much foreign pussy. He would be very pro letting hot women in. Yeah, so. So, yeah, that, he, he so that he could have sex with them. He wouldn't want to let in any foreign naturals. <laughs> Not foreign nationals, foreign naturals. naturals too much competition. Naturals, yeah. Because he. Un- see, Franco understands biological evolution. And yeah. he knows how competition, inter and intrasexual competition, yeah. works. So, yes, let's increase the supply of hot foreign women, mm. all the flavors of the world, man of many mm. cuisines, Franco, and uh, and stop any more men coming. In fact, maybe we should even get rid of some men. We bring Valerie Solanas, <laughs> except he probably wouldn't like Solanas. Yeah, I think he he definitely wants some differentiation when it comes to mass migration you know mass female migration inwards yeah in, yeah increase he'd, he'd, increase I would imagine that he'd, supply he'd have a hard he'd have a hard like uh, you must be this hot to get in 
Yeah, and for men, it's you must not be this hot. It's like anyone over a seven out of ten. Yeah, just put stop them at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's all about playing that international arbitrage, of course. <laughs> the macroeconomics of dating. <laughs> right. Oh man, yeah. Six. So I'm. What is that I'm word? I'm representing Mike Mar. Can you please Levi's. read your handwriting to me? That's the gen- oh, gender, gender pay gap. Pay gap. <laughs> I'm Mike Mark Levi's the Unabomber. So, well, I as the Unabomber am just against the entire economic monetary system yeah. and think that we should probably just blow up the gender pay gap by blowing up our employers. Yeah. Mark <laughs> Ma, it's sort of confused. Similar problem to Bronze Age pervert in that harassment architecture didn't really lay out a coherent <laughs> Mike Ma, it's, it's more of a feeling. Okay, what's your feeling? If you just I channeled the feeling from from uh, the unnamed the narrator, should be bigger. it should be as big as possible. Really <laughs> I think it, my it should, it should even be in the negative. In the it should oh, reverse. It should reverse. In, in that women should be paying money as much money as men make. <laughs> or he, or he would say it should either be maximized mm. or it should be flipped so and men like, shouldn't be allowed to be paid as much. No, no, no. He's not <laughs> most. But what I mean is more so say, you know, it's now for each dollar a man makes, a woman makes how many cents. Yeah. Instead on in my land should be for every dollar a man makes, woman should make negative money. <laughs> Just make takes takes yeah, it off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the pay gap does exacerbate social tensions, which is a form of acceleration. Oh, but then it should be bigger. It should just be as big as Okay, possible. so it should be bigger. It should be bigger. It should, it should be bigger and blown up. We can agree and, yeah. that we should accelerate the end of this thing. Yeah, so exactly. Maybe uh, the way that we can find some common ground, the Unabomber and Mike Ma, is let's just uh, make it as bad as possible. I'll yeah. blow stuff up and you, you increase the get pay gap. Yeah, I'll make some systemic changes, maybe introduce yeah, exactly. some, a ma- maximum wage for women. <laughs> okay, this one Solanus versus Solanus on the budget structural deficits. deficits. Well, here's the thing, Solanus is if we have a a 100 female groovy population, we won't need, we will have they, infinite prosperity. We won't yeah, need and they don't demand pay either. So the solution to this so is it's just like just kill kill men. Shit. Yeah, just kill men. Just kill men, and we won't have a budget deficit issue. Maybe budget deficits are a problem. Maybe not, but. Either way, it's going to be solved. Well, it's a symptom of the monetary system. Yeah. So. Symptom of men. Don't treat the symptom, treat the cure. I mean, treat the cause. Treat the cause. (laughs) Treat men. Treat men. (laughs) We shank them. What's number three? Oh, yeah, I get to be Mike Ma. Same sex marriage, Mike Ma. And I'm feeling a self go, yeah, sure, she's fine. (laughs) My. Hmm. I think Mike Ma is strongly against same-sex marriage. <laughs> I he, I assume I could. Was he friends with Milo? Yeah. Do you, what do you reckon? It's, yeah. Actually, was he that... just an agitator in that book? I still can't work out harassment architecture. I think he does or did know Milo Yanopoulos. Did mm. Milo Yanopoulos have a husband or just a boyfriend? Or just a gaggle? Of... Yeah. Boyfriends who just came around. I don't. I can't say I know very much about Mario Novos at all. <laughs> no. All right. Next one. You did Varg and Benito. Yeah, that'd be good on violent video games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. You're Varg. I'm Benito. Yeah, I'm Varg. Hmm. Benito. I mean, Benito wouldn't like games in general because. But what if they're used as media to like reinforce? 
the state if they had, or teach. If they had propaganda potential, I guess that's that's something in their favour. But they also they encourage physical inactivity, escapism. Whereas but they you, also make you good flying drones, as we found out. Make in you good, yeah, flying a bioreactor drone. Bioreactor, bioreactor. Ah, such a good song. <laughs> so fucking dumb. Can't believe they made a song for a drone. <laughs> yeah, I think he, I, under certain contexts, I think he would. I think allowed. Mussolini just gives off such cranky old man vibes. I can't <laughs> imagine him being happy with anything he invented after like 1925 or something like that. Not even Bayraktar's. No, probably not Bayraktar's. <laughs> okay, I think that uh, Varg, I, re- I Varg can, would... Varg plays tabletop RPGs. I could totally see Varg being a crazy I feel like if he, if he could, uh, if he if he knew how to program or if he could afford to pay programmers, he probably would have already released a video game. Oh, and it would have been like one of those Moon Man Doom mods where you just or shoot it, minorities or something like that. Yeah, or it, it might have been, I mean, there's a lot of iterations of what Varg could have come up with. He might have come up with like a Dwarf Fortress yeah. sort of game, which because he seems like... He's, he likes RPGs, He's right? such a nerd. He makes he makes a tabletop he's RPG. A he nerd. made Dungeon Synth. He makes fucking black metal. Like, yeah. He, he, he could he really, easily be a gamer. He probably likes Morrowind and stuff. Yeah. He, pro- he probably is a gamer. He probably right? likes the racial supremacist angle. Morrowind <laughs> as well. Morrowind for the Dunder. <laughs> Skyrim is for the Nords. <laughs> he probably only likes Skyrim. Yeah, he probably only <laughs> likes Skyrim. Skyrim. Refuses yeah. to play any race but Nord. <laughs> and he just spends his whole time just killing Khajiit. Kill, killing Khajiit. <laughs> Okay. That's but probably not that's even. That's probably what he does. Okay, so, <laughs> doesn't like video games in general. And Varg loves it. As them. long as he can express his r- racial supremacy <laughs> through his video game so, character. So it'll be a PC game. So you can get all Obviously, those, PC you can get all those race. racist mods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mod <laughs> any game to reflect your <laughs> racial world. He's just modding on the games in Varg. <laughs> Varg's perspective of what the game should be how do we improve games Solanus and Evola I'm invading New Zealand, Zealand. <laughs> I'm Evola you're Solanus I feel like Solanus would just say no all the women should just unite and kill the men yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then we won't yeah. have there won't be New Zealand or Australia there'll just be a world full of funky groovy women having yeah. iconic friendships Evola so, <laughs> I like Solanus she's a simple she's a simple she's, a, figure she, she's very straightforward <laughs> Evola is Hmm. So, I don't reckon he'd be for it because in modern war there is no ontological transformation, is there? No. Because it's, no, it's, it's totally just machines. It's mechanised. And it's even worse now with the Bayraktars, right? Yeah. Bayraktar. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you don't even, literally do not even need to fly. At some point, we're going to see drone v drone swarm battles. Oh, it'll be like that Robot Wars show. It'll be, it'll be like Robot Wars, except whichever swarm wins will then go into. <laughs> actually, war crimes. Crimes. yeah, commit war crimes. Oh, that's coming, isn't it? Yeah, because we've seen there was the Azerbaijan Armenia conflict, yeah. which was just ended in like two days uh, once. Uh, uh, was that Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan got, got their hands from Turkey. from Turkey and then uh, the Ukrainians have been able to hold out in part because of the drones yeah like, they just fuck up tanks so this is the new frontier of physical warfare yeah so should Australia launch a drone swarm at New Zealand Evola would say no there's, no <laughs> there's no ontological transformation to be found no connection to the world of being yeah and like the modern world fucking sucks what nation do you think, states suck what do you think Evola thought of 
the Maori war culture. I feel like he would have been pro. He probably would have. Probably liked, liked it. it, yeah. Depends I how... I feel like they would have how... undergone ontological transformations. Yeah, traditionalist and spiritual. They had those hectic like... tattoos. Yeah. They were super warlike. They had kings and shit. Do they have initiation rituals? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I reckon it's... he might have gotten around. So if... I feel like that he would have liked it. If New Zealand them. was still... A strong, a strong traditional uh, Maori culture. What is it like? A federation of kingdoms. Yeah, is kind of what they were. So an, em- he, an empire. An empire. <laughs> <laughs> then he would oppose Australia invading New. Oh no! But then, if Australia invaded New Zealand, it would be a chance for the New Zealanders to all be ontologically transformed. <laughs> by fighting maybe the maybe if the Maoris could invade. Invader. It's the other way around. Like invade Australia. If history were very different, <laughs> yeah. then he'd like it. He would but like it. <laughs> in our current timeline, nah. Nah, he probably, cool. probably wouldn't be happy with us bombing New Zealand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Solanus versus Varg on obesity. <laughs> Varg doesn't like it either. <laughs> no. Varg's simple. Very, very strongly against. Very strongly against that they're slobs, feminized. He likes running around forests and yeah, stuff. Yeah, doing push-ups. He's, st- he's got videos on YouTube of him, like, like doing push-ups in, like, army camo gear and yeah. uh, playing with his kids and yeah. doing boxing and stuff. Airboxing and <laughs> Airboxing and like <laughs> Preparing for the race war. Oh, God. <laughs> fucking fuck. It's just strange, this guy. Strange fella. Yeah. yeah. Um, I doubt he'd like a beast. It's also a sign of people not being at war. Yeah. And he doesn't like true. people not being at war. I think Solanus probably doesn't like... I, I would imagine that she would blame obesity on men because of the capitalist I'm, system. I'm sure she can blame and, obesity on men. And she'd just say, well, if we just kill all the men then we'll stop being obese. So does that mean she'd acknowledge obesity to be a problem? To be solved by killing men? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Be, uh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Mm. Or maybe she'd be okay with fat men dying of like diabetes and stuff. That's okay. Would she be pro-male obesity? Because it shortens your lifespan. I think she'd so, be, pro, she, yeah. she'd she be was, pro-male she was, obesity. She was pro-men who killed other men. Yeah. And who took drugs and hastened their own demise. So... I reckon it'd be bifurcated in the case of Solanus. She'd be pro-male obesity. But in order to solve the female obesity, we we need to kill men. Yeah. So either way, it's kind of the end result. Yeah. yeah. We we just we need we need to kill men. Complex character. (laughs) She's extremely complex. (laughs) Just well, if we just kill men. Yeah. Exactly. Terence McKenna and Franco on climate change, what we should do about it. What, what does Terence McKenna think we should... Well, the, the, climate change, I mean, it, this is actually cohesive Terence McKenna's worldview, yeah. which is uh, largely the damage to the planet is a consequence of uh, Western industrialised dominated culture yeah. taking over the world. Uh, and so the clear solution to this is... To take a bunch of mushrooms and stop being dominated. Based on mushrooms. And, then, and become one with the with the planetary vegetable matrix. He, he's seen quite <laughs> a technology. So he wouldn't be for a technological solution. No, he'd be for he'd taking be mushrooms. He'd be for just taking mushrooms. <laughs> taking mushrooms and, and having problem, orgies. The problem solves <laughs> Step well, one, I'm take mushrooms. Have, Step two, can, <laughs> Step three, can, cannabis no more pollution. as a lifestyle reduces motivation and dominated value. <laughs> yeah. so, which means we would industrialise less, which means we'd emit less. Which means, means no more climate change. So climate change, Terence McKenna's solution would be, let's take what? mushroom mushrooms and... 
They're not kids you know start how, smoking weed. You know how the, the cradle of human consciousness <laughs> is in Africa. some part of Africa where yeah. at one stage, Stropharia cubensis grew everywhere. Mm. What if we could change the climate so that the entire Earth's surface <laughs> it was covered was in cubensis mushrooms? <laughs> Would you be pro that kind of climate change? Because just... Imagine how jacked into the vegetable matrix. <laughs> <laughs> because here's the issue with Terence's worldview is that if you wanted to actually uh, produce enough cannabis and or psychedelic mushrooms to legitimately get eight billion people cooked off their face, that's industrial scale production, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which would require a, like a lot of a lot of raw material and a complex yeah. production process. And Do you reckon he'd be for mass starvation if you just kill? I mean, he, he as long as it makes it easy, I, 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 I don't. You see, he's not, he's not like evil. I feel like he would be more on the side of we don't have to replace people as much. Yeah. So people are. He, he's not pro killing people. Yeah. He's not. He's not a killer. No, he's not. not. A he's, killer. He's, he's far too lazy. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he doesn't he have very. Cannabis <laughs> as a and he enough. didn't really ha- have a. Goal setting sort of bonus. <laughs> that, it's that marijuana lifestyle. Lifestyle. Should we do one more climate change one? Let's do another climate change. Mike, Mike Marr and the Unabomber. Unabomber deindustrialize. De- by <laughs> blowing shit up. Just blow it up. <laughs> and Mike deindustrialize. Mar- stop emitting carbon. And I don't know if like the, cli- the climate's a bit small bit, community. Climate's a bit fucked already. Yeah, but. If we're all living... Uh, if, if things just get too hard to live in, people in those areas will die and they shouldn't resort to a technological solution to try to improve their lives. Yeah, we've or, or an organisation-dependent technological solution. Or, yeah. I think Mike Marr would probably... Well, he just agree with you. go faster. He should go faster. No, he'd agree. He'd, he'd disagree. You shouldn't deindustrialize. You should industrialize even more. You should, just, you should just be burning piles of brown coal in the open air to accelerate. Spraying ozone cans. Yeah. Ozone.